Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the uh, podcast today. I'm, I'm super excited to have uh, the uh, guests I have on today from Tribe Skates. Um, some people may say, well, why are you having a skateboard company on the Modern Cowboy podcast? And it's interesting. There's a lot of reasons why. Uh, one thing is, is uh, yeah, I've talked about this before, there's a, there's a cross culture in, in the rodeo and cowboy world uh, between surf and skate. Um, there's a great company out in California, Salinas, uh, called Cowboy Fresh, and he, he basically uh, you started that company off of uh, just that theme that, you know, uh, combining the two cultures to a certain degree. Um, there's another guy, great guy out in Cali, uh, brand influencer, uh, Billy Collingsworth. Uh, he's a bull rider, and uh, he actually, uh, he posts pictures on Instagram and stuff. He'll be at a bull riding, and he'll, he'll be doing kickflips on a skateboard that, some of the bull riders, uh, they ride skateboards for balance and, you know, um, those kind of things. So that's one part. The other thing is, is you'll see a lot of cowboys wearing a, a lot of skate gear, everything from Hurley to RVCA and, uh, you know, Billabong and all that. So anyway, uh, that's part of it. Uh, I heard about Tribe Skate uh, initially. Um, I, think, I think it was uh, Team Never Quit. I think Marks Latrell posted something. And, uh, I thought, man, I, I got to check that out. Uh, my son who, um, actually, uh, he was in the Navy and he actually just graduated from barber college and, and I was wanting to get a skateboard made for him. It's like a barber pole on or something, just something custom, you know, that was designed for him. And so that's initially what really caught me and, and, and struck me about reaching out to, uh, to the guys over there at, at Tribe Skates. And then I, I checked out their website and I saw, all these, these cool boards. Uh, and I realized that it, it was much more than just a skate company. It goes a lot farther than that. And I'll let them tell everybody about that. But one thing that was super cool, uh, and, and I, it's actually their photo on their Facebook page, uh, is, um, a, uh, painting they did of Josie Wales and one of my all time favorite movies, uh, great, great character, uh, Clint Eastwood played there. So anyway, I'm, I'm super excited to have uh, these guys on the show today. Um, I'm, actually honored to have them on the show uh, uh, and uh, just to have them tell us, you know, their story and about what they're doing and where they're going with their, with their company. And, uh, and so I have Cole uh, and Cole, your last name is, is, is Fracker, correct? Or? Uh, it's Fackler. Fackler. Okay. I'm sorry. And then we have Cole and we have uh, DJ. So, uh, Hey, welcome to the podcast guys. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So you want to just, you know, give us a little background on, on you guys and, and uh, you know, how you got started and, and um, just kind of go from there. Yeah, but this is DJ here. Um, just a little background on me. Uh, I grew up in the Virginia Beach area. I grew up uh, skateboarding most of my life. Um, and around 16, 17, I decided I was going to go pro and move out to San Diego. And I got into a little, uh, a little spat with my father and he came home the next day and had a uh, paperwork that he had uh, gone to the school and filed that I could graduate a year early if I went to summer school and that I was going to join the Navy instead. So <laughs> instead of moving out to San Diego to be a professional skateboarder, I went out there 
and I uh, joined the Navy and went into special operations and been doing that ever since. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I met Cole out there, so we've been uh, we've been best friends for a little over 15 years now, and um, I'll let him get into his background a little bit. But for me, you know, with the job, I couldn't really keep skating. Um, you know, I gained 70 pounds, so not really conducive to skateboarding anymore. But I still follow it. Still in the culture. Um, still go down to my local skate park and drink coffee like a weirdo and watch all the kids <laughs> shred around for a little. Bit. So yeah, yeah um, that. and then um, yeah, probably five or six years ago, Cole was out in California and he ran, a, uh, came across a custom skateboard company. They were laser engraved boards, and he took uh, my team logo that I was on and laser engraved it on there and brought it home for my birthday present. And I, uh, I lacquered it all up and I hung it on my wall. And I just kept staring at it and staring at it. And then a couple of years ago, I got hurt at work pretty bad and ended up um, spending a month in a hospital. And part of the therapy up there was art therapy. So doing a bunch of painting and modeling and all kinds of weird stuff. And I recently just got out of the hospital again. And I bought a skateboard up there after me and Cole had talked. And that was kind of a, another version of therapy up there. So it kind of started, you know, the background in skateboarding, the whole special operations. Um, and, you know, Cole giving me that board six years ago, just it always kind of resonated with something cool to hang on the wall to display whatever kind of emotional feeling you're, you know, you've got in the Navy. We get all paddles when guys leave a duty station or when they retire. And I just thought, you know, right now, and you know, the end of, you know, 2018-ish, everybody you know, mid twenties to early forties has ridden a skateboard at some time in their life. So the skateboard for us is just a it's just the medium we've chosen to um basically incorporate that lifestyle and tie everything in together. But um yeah. I'll hand it over to Cole and let him kind of talk about his background a little bit. Yeah, very very cool. Yeah. Hey, so this is Cole. Uh just just to kind of cover my brief background uh, but before I get into that I think DJ left some some key points out of uh, his initial starting um, in, into the military as well he uh, he was 17 uh, when he became active active duty and, and went into the military um, and just wanted to hit you know I mean he couldn't even buy a pack of cigarettes not that he smokes but right. um, the, the Navy deemed him that 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 he was okay to, you know, go through, you know, some of the most extensive screening and training. And when uh, he said he put on 70 pounds, it wasn't that he, he got fat. He actually hit puberty. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think he had maybe three armpit hairs that we were able to count uh, going, going through our uh, initial training. So I, I just want to make sure that that wasn't left out on uh, his background. So when he put 70 pounds on, it was actually him going through manhood. Um, <laughs> Now, just real quick, Cole, I don't mean to interrupt, but now he did say, you know, you guys are in, in uh, was it special ops or whatever? Um, what, and what branch is that? Is it Navy? So. We're both in the field teams. Oh, you are? Okay. Okay. Yep. Go ahead, Cole. I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, my background as well, um, I'm from uh, kind of the Virginia Beach Tidewater area as well even though DJ and I are both from that area, you know, we didn't know each other or meet each other until uh, 
you know, we're out in California in our initial training. Um, I grew up kind of in a similar culture, more in the surf culture. Uh, surfing, I always having the dream of becoming, you know, a pro surfer. Uh, but again, being around Virginia Beach, being around the SEAL teams, kind of seeing what they were doing. Um, had a similar path. You know, I graduated high school at 18, kind of fumbled around a little bit. And uh, my 19th birthday, I uh, went into the military and I started my path there. Uh, you know, it was great going out to California, uh, the military paying for you to go out to California and live right, you know, on million dollar uh, real estate. And I, I still got my dream of, of surfing uh, right there in California, which was great. Um, throughout kind of my history in the SEAL teams, um, I was able to start a couple of business ventures, uh, you know, with some off-road truck companies, uh, as well as like meeting a couple of really good mentors, um, you know, any, anyone from Nike and Apple and some of their VPs and top marketing guys to, you know, guys out of Texas, kind of all over the U.S. and some international stuff. So I had a lot of really good mentors. Um, and a lot of good lessons learned, uh, company-wise, startup. A lot of it was, you know, learning by a fire hose. But you know, <laughs> over our 16-plus years, we've become experts on how to learn and shorten that kind of learning curve and, and taking it by the fire hose. Um, you know, DJ and I have been together for, you know, obviously 16 years, but we, we split when we went to different teams about eight years ago. Uh, and kind of went on our own paths. Um, since then, you know, we, we've both had our own injuries, slowed down, have families, kids, and, uh, you know, grounded us and centered us as well. And uh, we're both, you know, on the outskirts of uh, retiring and being done with our military careers. Uh, on that, I started doing real estate um, as my next career. And, you know, I've been helping DJ kind of be like, what are we going to do when we get out? And DJ comes up, you know, with kind of an outlet, artistic expression. And uh, our, our other partner, Joey, that's not here, gives me a shout. He's like, hey, we really need to get, we need to get this going because it's, it's gaining a lot of traction quickly. And with my mentors that, you know, I continuously stay in touch with, uh, in my experience of starting companies, kind of as startups, uh, started talking to DJ, started getting him excited and, we developed kind of the infrastructure uh, a little late, but better late than never. And since then kind of took off immediately. Uh, we had a great meeting last week uh, with a top um, sales and marketing VP of, you know, fortune 500 company that helped us kind of hone in on our marketing plan, uh, product development, launch and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's really good. You know, it's, it's a, all-American made artistic expression from, you know, wounded veterans um, and just to honor and remember those guys as well as we have fun with kind of this, the custom pieces and one offs of like Josie Wales, you know, some of the Pulp Fiction guys and um, keeping it fun as well and um, keeping some of the pop culture and, and fashion stuff in there just to make it fun and, and a cool artistic kind of wall hanging skateboard. Yeah, very cool. So do you guys, are, are most of the things, I mean, how, how long have you guys been around, first of all? The company? 
Yeah, the company. Uh, we started in June. Oh, yeah. So, oh, man, you guys are real fresh, huh? We are. And and so are you are you looking as most of what you're doing, um, you know, for like wall hanging boards, kind of like, you know, what what I want to do from for my son um, or are you are you, you looking to do both or I'm just I'm just curious. So from our, uh, you know, every business has to continually evolve its uh, business plan. Um, initially, you know, wall hanging uh, art was a big thing for us. You know, we're starting to explore rideable boards. You know, again, getting into production of stuff, uh, the heat lamination uh, with our art. And again, we're, we're kind of learning a little on our own, but we have some coaches and, you know, we're very motivated and innovative. So we're just kind of figuring out um, the best process to deliver, to de deliver a quality, you know, American-made product. And that's a big thing to us and always has been on, on keeping it on U.S. soil. Uh, made and produced. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so are, now the designs and stuff are. How do you put those on? Are they actually you know like hand painted? I mean, uh, how does that work? Are they digitized or both or? So, so for right now, just to give you a little background on our on our artist Joey, you know he's been a uh, he's been a nationally uh, recognized tattoo artist for over thirty five years. He's done comic books. He's done T-shirts, custom designs. Um, he's a good buddy of Marcus Luttrell, so um, he recreated a lot of tattoos for the movie um, Lone Survivor, all that kind of stuff. Uh, all the memorial T-shirts for the Fallen. Um, my wife actually runs a memorial event in uh, Texas every year. It's actually a rodeo, um, so they do belt buckles for that. He designs all those. Um, he does basically everything: police, fire departments. We just recreated one for uh, Houston Fire. Uh -huh. um, so he's all over the place. But he found uh, actually one of the Gold Star kids. If you don't know what Gold Star is. Uh, when a service member gets killed um, yes. in combat or in duty. Um, actually, one of the Gold Star kids is an amazing artist. And she has uh, an app on her iPad um, and showed it to Joey. And he's like, well, let me see that thing. And he downloaded it and started drawing on it. And the level of detail he can get in there and transform it over to a vector format. That's basically what everybody has to use to get any kind of digital printing done. It has to be in a vector format. Right. So everything he draws. And that's, what's cool about our company is I can get a guy on the phone from Nebraska who wants to do something for his cattle farm. And he sends me a logo and he's like, Hey, I want your, I want your guys spin on it. I send it over to the mad scientist and in 25 minutes, he's redrawn the entire thing. And then we just go back and forth and we tweak it until all parties are all parties are happy. And then I take it to another design guy and we can print it on T-shirts. Um, right now we're doing a composite kind of vinyl wrap. So I take that. I apply it to the skateboards. Um, I add on some clear coating depending on what they're planning on doing. Um, hang on the wall. If they want a matte finish, they want a gloss. We kind of go like that. Um, you know, we're exploring the heat transfer for some of the rideable decks. Um, I've got a couple artists locally that do some uh, some amazing hand-painted stuff that um, I've kind of talked to about some one-offs. Um, a couple Gold Star kids are amazing artists that um, I'm talking to them about possibly doing a Gold Star line. So, but Joey is uh, the quality and the art that that guy can pump out 
will absolutely blow your mind. Um, yeah. the, you know, the stuff we have on Facebook and Instagram is, isn't even scratching the surface. Um, like to really see what that guy can do, you really have to get in front of him and just let him go nuts, whatever he wants to do. And, uh, yeah, he never ceased to amaze me. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. The, the art and the detail and everything on the boards that, that I've seen is, is just crazy. Cool. Very cool. Um, you, you guys looking to maybe, uh, sponsor, uh, any, um, or get involved in the, uh, you know, competitive skate world, like street league or, you know, ramps or whatever, or, you know, me and Cole were talking about that. I don't want to be the next, uh, the next birdhouse or the next, you know, enjoy skateboard company. Like the market's so saturated. And I think what, what breaks us out from it is that nobody else is doing it. Like there's none other, you know, everybody from the, the soft community and special operations, you know, they retire, they open up a shooting school and they do that. Right. Um, it opens up a skateboard company. So for us, it's more the artistic side. Yeah. It's more of the, uh, the aggressive lifestyle. So, um, you know, I mentioned that the, to Cole and Joey not too long ago about doing a local competition here, you know, because the city of Virginia beach has been so good to all three of us. I'd really like to give something back to those guys. So, you know, when we go down the line of uh rideable decks, if that's where we want to go, then yeah, I'd absolutely sponsor, you know, every kid in America if I could. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely down to sponsor it. And, um, you know, we do a lot of donations, um, you know, for, uh, the Danny Deeds Memorial Classic. It's um, that's a rodeo they do in Houston every year on Memorial Day weekend. That's a huge event. Um, yeah. So we're gonna donate a bunch of boards for those guys. Um, yeah. Um, Cole's locked in with the uh, Virginia Gentlemen's um, Society here in Virginia Beach. So we donated a board for those guys. They got a camp called Camp Grom um, for the local kids of Virginia Beach. So we do. Uh, we do uh, all kinds of stuff like that too. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, um, that's very cool. And the thing, the thing about uh, what's so great about that in the rodeo world too, and what I, I think a, a great place for you guys to, to be too, is with the PBR, you know, the, um, everybody in rodeo is, is so patriotic and, and they just, you know, love and support, you know, our military so much. And uh, that, that could be a great platform for you guys as well. And as much as, you know, the PBR has blown up it give you guys, you know, great exposure with what you're doing. And, and you guys, I also noticed too, you guys do, um, are, are giving back uh, and donating, um, to, I think you, you mentioned the, uh, you know, for the, um, fallen soldiers and stuff. Um, and I, I saw that you had also done a board for, um, a young man whose, uh, father was killed in action, uh, just not that, uh, not that yeah. long ago. And, and so is, is that a, are you doing that as a, um, as a nonprofit thing? Or are you just doing it just a donation out of your company? I mean, how does that work? Yeah. So it's a donation out of the company. Um, we made boards for operation red wings, um, based off, you know, movie one survivor. So, um, for each one of those boards we sell, we give back a portion of the proceeds back to the Navy SEAL foundation, um, for other charities, um, we offer a really, really good discount for um, anybody who would be a Gold Star family that would call us up and they want to do a custom piece. Um, basically, for us, that's that's a complete honor to do that somebody would trust us enough to do that for them. So um, that's really humbling to have somebody reach out, especially, you know, um, 
a Marine EOD Gold Star family. You know, we don't have any connection to them. They just saw it and thought it'd be uh, it'd be something cool to do, and it absolutely is. Um, we've had a couple policemen reach out from big cities um, all over the country, and they want to do some for um, policemen and firemen killed in the line of duty, and absolutely. That's all a huge honor. So if we can give back a monetary donation, sure. If we can donate uh, the boards and artistic abilities for free. And right now, because there's so many different memorial events, um, especially for like Operation Red Wings, you know, 19 people died. There's well over 20 different foundations for, you know, each one of the guys and everything else. And to not pick and choose who we support, it's easier just to either write a check to the Navy SEAL Foundation or Special Operations Warrior Foundation. But for right now, um, because they all do auctions, if they reach out and they say, hey, we'd like some some support, then how about we make you a couple boards and we give them to you to auction off for your event. Um, that's what we've been doing lately. And uh, it seems to be going over really well for those guys. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, now, do, do you, are you guys, uh, you know, Cowboys at all? I mean, in terms of like, you know, have you ever done any, you know, rodeo stuff or been involved in like 4-H or any of that? Just curious. I grew up on a farm in, uh, in Chesapeake, Virginia. So I grew up, I had horses, cows, goats, peacocks, you name it, I had it. Um, <laughs> so, so I grew up like that. Um, and for the last almost 10 years, uh, my wife's been doing a memorial event in Texas. So we've gone up for there, um, not this year, but last year, um, we had the rough stock event out there. So got to hang out with all the bull riders and watch that. Um, that was quite a sight. I, I'd never seen anything like that before. I came back, I told everybody, everybody the team, I told Cole to watch those guys go back there and get taped up and watch them tape their shoulders in place and tape their fingers shut and all that. And just that glossed over look in their eye right before they got on top of that bull was the exact same look I've seen a thousand times on a helo going in for an operation. Like they were completely switched on. And I went back and I talked to uh, the guys back at work about funding a trip out there on Memorial Day weekend for some of the guys just for, you know, not even like a, a resiliency thing, but more just to see somebody else who does a completely dangerous job who um, you, you know, you have that commonality in between you about getting switched on and locking it all in mentally and physically. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the whole rough stock thing, the, the PBR is huge, and I absolutely love it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to next year getting those guys back out again. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very cool. And, and it's like you say, most people can't imagine doing, you know, what you guys, uh, you know, do in, in, in your work. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't imagine what that's like, you know, being on a helo and, 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 and coming in and, same thing, just like you said, just getting on a bull. I've, I've never ridden a bull, um, you know, and I've never ridden any rough stock uh, intentionally, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, you're taking your life in your hands when they do that. So I, I, you can see a, a real a correlation between, uh, between like what you said, getting switched on and, and getting ready to do that. And uh, just very, very cool. Now, now you guys, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but I mean, you guys, uh, in terms of like, you know, your service, uh, you know, deployments and stuff. Did you guys, were you guys deployed together ever or? Yep. Uh, we did our first three deployments together uh, to Iraq. And then uh, we went to separate teams after that. And then uh, deployed a, 
a bunch more with uh, separate outfits. But yeah, we did our first three together. Yeah, very cool. So now, now you guys, uh, you know, did the uh, Josie Wales, and then you did the other. Um, saw some other artwork on there that, that you had of uh, other. Um, I think it was Paul Newman, and um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but other cowboys that you guys, uh, you know, um, I don't know if it was on a T-shirt or it was on a board, but it was on on your Facebook page. Um, yeah. So, um, so some of those, um, I basically, I hit up Joey and I was like, hey, let's come up with some. Uh, unique Americana and put her own twist on it. So Josie Wales obviously popped into our heads right away. Right. He's like, Hey, let's swap out one of the pistols for a skateboard. Like, yep. Um, <laughs> and then we basically looked at each other and we're like, Hey, um, we looked at the NWA um, album cover and we're like, let's swap it out for old school badasses. Right. So we threw on Paul Newman. We threw on John Wayne. We threw in Sam Elliott with that mustache. That's right. Yeah. That's <laughs> so right. Basically, like, um, so we had a bunch of guys hit us up for those and we're like, Hey, you know, if you want the board just to show you, you know, we can have fun with this, like we can make it, um, as creative as you want to go. We can make it super simplistic. Um, I've got some really cool stuff that I'm going to post up there in the next couple of days that is going to absolutely blow your mind. Um, we teamed up with, uh, another veteran seal, a 30 year vet who, uh, has his own woodworking shop out here. And some of the stuff that he's turning out is next level like he's got stuff in that shop that nobody else on earth has and um some of the inlay work and some of the hand polishing stuff that he does um it's absolutely going to be the next level for tribe skates and you know he employs a bunch of gold star kids part of his team uh the foundation sponsors them all so they get to learn a cool trade and he gets to hang out with his buddy's sons who have passed away so that's super cool too so i'm just trying to keep it all in the family here in virginia beach and then pass it all over the country and see how many people we can touch and change in a positive way. If I can piggyback off of that um, and circling around to some of the boards, you know, DJ hit on kind of these one-off boards that no one can touch. You know, everybody can do inlays, you know, cool wood finishes. Uh, you know, we're going to make some boards. We're not sure how many per year might be 10, might be a hundred, but they will have actual pieces of history you know, uh, country events that, you know, no one can recreate or duplicate and every board uh, will be its own version. Um, you know, that kind of sets us aside from a lot of the skateboard brands. Like we'll have, we'll have our, you know, either seasonally or fiscally uh, kind of stock images and stock, stock boards that we will uh, sell and in inventory. Uh, we had a conference call with GovX yesterday about them kind of carrying our, our company uh, products and uh, have recently started just a, a small Shopify digital um, marketplace as well. But yeah, I mean, we look at ex definitely expanding, um, but, you know, not learning lessons the hard way that have put companies behind, but still allow us and uh, meet kind of our mission statement and our purpose. Um, both as a company, individually, family. And uh, again, it, it's kind of some therapy as well for us to kind of put these designs out and keep the relationships going as well with the Gold Star kids and um, kind of just basic people that like to have fun. Again, in the, in the skateboard or kind of extreme uh, sports area. Yeah, very cool. 
yeah, very cool, man. Um, so now, uh, do all all you guys live back there in in Virginia Beach? Yep. Yeah, and and now Joey, that uh, who's the artist and tattoo guy, was 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 he in the military as well, or is he just somebody? No, that- he wasn't. Uh, yeah, he started in New York tattooing, and uh, he came down here probably twenty years ago. He actually was a uh, one of the guys that helped get tattoo, uh, tattooing legalized in Virginia Beach in the Hampton Roads area. So came down with all the right credentials from the big city and him and a couple of key individuals in the Hampton Roads area actually got it legalized. And um, yeah, he's an absolute pioneer. So I linked up with Joey probably 15 years ago and then uh, Cole probably the month afterwards. And I don't know how many hundreds of hours I've sat in his tattoo chair and Cole as well, but um, it's quite a few. So we definitely have a super close bond, and um, I mean, he's tattooed more uh, more veterans than probably anybody else in the country. And, um, yeah, I'm quite certain he has. Yeah, there's nobody that can touch that guy as far as how many veterans he's done. And the cool thing about Joey is, uh, you know, he is 100% a patriot. Like that dude believes red, white, and blue. And you know, I I try to get on him a lot about uh, giving away his talent for free, but you know, for him. If you go in there and you're getting a memorial piece done or one of the gold star wives come in, they want to get their husband, like he'll knock out a thousand, fifteen hundred dollar tattoo and he'll just tell them to leave. Like yeah. he won't take payment for him. Like, hey man, like what are you doing? He's like, How can I ask, you know, a service member to basically give me their money? He's like, I, I can't do it. I was like, All right, well, <laughs> here we go. So I, I always, you know, sneak money, I'm throwing hundred dollar bills on a you know, magazines in there and he'll text me a couple of days later and yell at me. <laughs> you know, he's just a super good patriot, man. He's a, yeah, world class guy. Yeah, that's awesome. So awesome. So, you, know, you guys have a um, uh, favorite uh, uh, movie? You, you know, you know wanting- favorite movies. Uh, <laughs> favorite movies hard to nail down. Like I am the movie guy of the group. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just you know, all your all your same cult classic movies you know we all grew up watching especially overseas on employment you know we go down the genre just you know i mean yeah if you spit out a movie i've seen it probably more times than the people who actually starred in it or who made it <laughs> right right I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, I mean, that, was, that was kind of my thing growing up i'm kind of the same way man i'm, I'm a big movie fanatic and and i like them all there's all, all so so many great movies that you watch them so many times you know the lines better than the people that acted in them but uh, <laughs> how, how about music Absolutely. you guys got any favorite uh, bands or something i did see something about you guys are, are maybe doing something with a with a um with an american band or something yeah um we got a band coming in virginia beach here uh in a couple of weeks we're going to link up with so more to follow on that but um you know, I'm a big country music guy now, so, you know, um, yeah, kind of just growing up in the country in Chesapeake and Virginia Beach, like, and my mom's from the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee, so that kind of hit home with me, especially when I went to California. I was probably the only dude out there listening to country music at the time, or <laughs> it was really cool, so, yeah, I've done that. I had no idea what Cole listens to, probably Tony Robbins podcast or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I bet, actually, he's probably the only dude I've never heard get a couple of drinks in him and sing along to a song. He's never actually sang a song in his entire life, which is surprising. 
<laughs> Cole, Cole uh, is Cole the one? Is he focused on business all the time? Cole, is that is that what you do? You know, I'm not even going to let him speak. Okay. He has, he has more jobs, more side projects. He sent me his schedule the other day because I asked him if he had time to run to uh, to the post office and mail something out for me, and he sent me his schedule. And I thought it was his monthly schedule. It was only that day and half the next day. Like he has five or six meetings stacked on top of each other. I don't know how he does it, especially with just one phone. He's trying to raise kids and real estate and this and his 47 other companies. He just, oh, he's busy all day long. But that's why he's the most talented man in spec war. Yeah, so I mean, I've, you know, DJ has his artistic outlet, and I would I would say that my busyness and, and business uh, interests are an outlet for me, uh, and probably a, a coping mechanism as well with my my life uh, slowing down. And uh, you know, b- b- between the body injuries and everything else, um, I, I really enjoy you know the business side of things, uh, product growth. Um, you know, I hate to say looking at spreadsheets, but I somewhat enjoy that now. Um, vice, you know, the, the typical gunfight that we used to always crave for and, and miss. Um, you know, it, it's one thing when a group of us come back and we're joking about how awesome that gunfight was while uh, we eat pizza and maybe drink some box wine or <laughs> <laughs> crappy beer. Um and, and make fun of each other because you tripped or something uh, walking at night. But you know, I really enjoy the business side of it. Um, you know, managing DJ's excitement. You know, I, you know, he's been my best man twice. And you may say best man twice. It's because I've been married a couple of times and he's had the honor to do it a couple of times. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, we try and keep the laughter going um, and just, managing his uh, excitement as well with products and phase launches and sitting there telling realistic uh, product dates to launch and uh, spring, summer, fall. And it's a, uh, it's fun for me on that side. And uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Very cool, man. Well, I, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what you guys have coming out in the future and, and, uh, I'm excited to to work with you on on getting a board done for uh, for my son too. Um, and I'd actually like to get a board done for Modern Cowboy too, just so I can have it hang on my on my wall as well. Um, but yeah, I'm just uh, super excited and, and just very thankful that you guys agreed to come on and and uh, and talk with us and uh, just uh, you know help get you. Uh, get your guys name out there more and more and get promoted. And it'd be great to see, see you guys at the PBR, you know, uh, handing out a bunch of boards, real cool painted boards to, to uh, bull riders. And um, I just, uh, you know, look forward to, to seeing where you guys go with this. So very cool, man. Having you guys on, I, I really appreciate it. And just, you know, wish you all the best. And uh, like I said, look forward to, to working with you on getting a couple of boards done for, for myself and my son. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having us on. You bet. You bet. Well, I'll be in touch uh, with, um, with uh, you know, what we're going to do on the boards, try to fit into to Cole's schedule. I, I know he's busy because it, it took us, we were going to do this, uh, I think, the beginning of July, and we ended up getting it here. So I'm, I'm glad we got it fit in and, and, and uh, got it done.
Yeah, so I apologize for that. Uh, half the issue with me, I was I was stuck up in the hospital for a while dealing with some stuff. So that was uh, mainly me on the uh, on the reason we had to reschedule because I'm probably the only person in America without an iPhone. So trying to conference call me in or trying to tune in for the podcast <laughs> a little bit difficult for me. Oh, that's funny. That's great. Well, hey, I really appreciate it, guys. Um, and uh, good luck with everything, and uh, look forward to working with you here in the, in the future. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the time. We really appreciate it. You bet. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pin. can tell someday I just might be we'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems yeah we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pain And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the rope and pin. Well, I ain't no play or speed. But I give her hell, hey, you never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping pen.